Today is Sunday, May 21, 2017. It has been six months since I filed for divorce, and there's been a flurry of activity since yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday, um, and I was making plans to trade in my old car on a new car, something that Mike and I have been talking about for a couple of years and talking a lot about in the last couple of months as I test drive cars. And then suddenly yesterday, Mike uh, kind of changed his mind on it and jerked the rug out and said he wanted to talk to his lawyer first and he didn't want to do this and, you know, just really threw me for a loop. And he said, no, he wanted to talk to his lawyer and all this. So I texted him back and I said, well, okay, then I guess the deal that we've been, you know, able to make so far, I guess everything is off. And that was that. Well, I guess that must have rung home for him or I, he had a change of heart. I, I don't, I don't know. Because a couple hours later, I got a text from him uh, and an email in the text, he said he had called the bank where I had set up everything. I had done all the loan paperwork and had, you know, put the deal together and argued for a good, um, interest rate and had all that taken care of. And then I had asked him to generate the General Motors family first discount code, which he did and sent me an email. So I, I guess he changed his mind back or he realized, you know, that he was going to make good on, on the agreement that we had, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, so he came through, which was, uh, very good. I think he did the right thing. I understand that, you know, this is a, this is an uncertain time and he doesn't want to get strapped with the debt and nor do I want him to be strapped with the debt, but we have the money and, um, I'm working full time and trying to support myself. Anyway, so I went yesterday and traded in my old car for a new car. And the new car is actually less expensive than the old one. And But the payment went up slightly. Not a lot. Um, I guess because different times, different interest rate. I, and I had borrowed more because I didn't have as much equity in my old car. But anyway, so that deal got done. And I'm very glad about it. That's going to make things easier when we go to mediate. I thought this was going to be a point we'd have to argue. And it really sucks and feels counterproductive to argue over a point which you believed was already worked out. And um, right before I went to trade in my car, I received an email from the program director of the doctorate program at the university where I work. And I'm in. I got accepted into the program which is just incredible and exciting and, and terrifying because um, I'm not naive about the amount of work it's going to take and the dedication and the change in lifestyle <laughs> that I'll have to, that I'll have to make uh, to be successful in this program. I only have to go to class one weekend a month. It's the second weekend of every month. So I'm already looking at fall and spring and you know, changing my schedule around and that kind of thing. Although I'm not fully committed yet. I'm really not. I know everybody thinks I'm just going to do it, but I, I still am thinking about it. The other piece that has to fall into place for that is I'm seeking a tuition waiver and I have to have that. I mean, I don't, I don't have 
the 60,000 plus um, that it's going to take in tuition. So um, I'm requesting a tuition waiver and I know that they have one to give. And to my knowledge, I'm the only employee that's been accepted into this program. I could be wrong, but I believe that's true. So uh, I would be very surprised if they did not give me the tuition waiver. So I'll find out more about that this week. And then um, last night my band played and we played at this kind of dive roadhouse that's kind of famous here in, in Austin. It's called Pooties. <laughs> but we played last night and we didn't go on until 10.30 p.m. because we were the third third or fourth band to play in the day. And But believe it or not, the 10.30 time slot is considered the headliner and the place was packed and people were dancing and having fun and it was really great. But right before I went on stage... Like I usually do, I step in the ladies' room to use the restroom because I'm often on stage for long stretches of two to three hours at a time. So um, I have to be careful how much I drink of water or beer or whatever I'm having. Anyway, I stepped in the restroom, and as I was walking out, I opened up my email on my phone, which is just like this um, reflexive habit I have. Um, opened up my phone, checked the email and I saw, wow, I have an email from Mike and Mike's in Las Vegas and there was no subject line and it came from his work email. So I was like, this is weird. I better open this up because why is he emailing me late at night when he's in Las Vegas and it's his birthday? Uh, this must be something serious. And I, you know, became alarmed for just a second. I'm literally walking from the restroom to the stage to perform. And I open this email and it's like I said, from his work address. And it's a picture of himself in Las Vegas with two women, highly inappropriate photograph. I mean, nothing he would ever want his children or his parents to see. Uh, a, a shocking photo. I'll describe it as shocking. So it's Mike standing there on some street somewhere and it's like crowded behind him. I mean, it's like bourbon street type looking picture. And he, um, is standing with two young women who are dressed, boy, I don't know how to describe it. Well, very little. Okay. Most of their body is exposed. They're, I don't know, wearing like maybe a cop uniform. Like the, the one of them had on a or both of them had on like these captain hats and these little tiny bustiers and they had on G-strings and fishnets and big boots and I don't know if they were carrying like the baton, like the nightstick or if it was a whip. I, I don't know. And so I could see one of their faces that she was kind of smiling at the camera like a shit-eating grin and the other one was with her back to the camera, but bent over. So her ass is, you know, huge. She's bending over or not huge, but it's takes up <laughs> most of the picture. In fact, her ass is very nice. Uh, it's not huge. It's rather perfect looking, but it's, um, you know, sticking in the camera and it's covered in fishnets and a G string. And she's obviously embracing Mike in some way. I don't know if she's kissing his cheek or whispering in his ear, but she's got her arms around him 
and you know, he's looking at her and you know, it's just a gross picture. I mean, I, I guess it's what you would expect someone like him and, you know, turning 50, he's in Las Vegas and you know, I don't know if these girls are on the street or if they're prostitutes or if you met them in a bar, I have no idea, but they were over the top. They were over the top and he is on the street, uh, being embraced by both of them. And he emailed this photo to me. So, you know, whatever, I get it. You get this photo. It's goofy. It's whatever, what guys do in Vegas, which I, I hate Las Vegas. I think it's a disgusting city. I'll never go again. I've been once anyway, but he emails me this picture and from his work email. I, I, I was offended and I, I thought, you know, what an asshole. Why? I mean, email this to your buddies, email this to, you know, somebody who would like to see this. I don't, I don't need to see it. I think it's gross. I don't think it's funny. Um, you know, and we're not divorced yet. I've never rubbed anything in his face before. I've never sent him any pictures like this before. And I don't understand why he sent it. Why would you do that? And so I was walking up onto the stage and I'm shaking my head and smiling. And the guys are like, what, what, you know, what are you looking at? And I hold up my phone and of course their eyes get huge. And they're like, oh my gosh, what is that a picture of? And I said, oh, that's my ex right there uh, in the picture. He's celebrating his 50th birthday and he emailed me this picture. And they're like, why would he do that? Why did he send you this picture? And I'm like, I don't know. It's so weird. And yeah. And our bass player was like, well, you look better than they do, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to make me feel better. And, you know, I was laughing and smiling, but I, I, I was offended by it. And I thought, it, I think it's inappropriate for him to send me a picture like this. I mean, come on. And we're in the middle of a divorce. So in the middle of a divorce and he's sending me this, he's financed this whole trip to Vegas for himself and three of his friends. He's paid for everything, their airfare, their hotel, all of this. And now he's got to send me this picture. And I'm, I'm really worried about him sending it, um, from his general motors email. I think that's really dumb. I mean, he could have sent it if he sent it from his iPhone, uh, which I'm sure he did. He could have, um, sent it from, you know, one of his personal emails. I mean, now that's, that's in his GM email. That doesn't seem appropriate. I can't believe that that wouldn't be against company policy. I mean, I would get in trouble at work. Um, I hope he doesn't get in trouble at work. That'll be really stupid. That was a really dumb thing for him to do, to send that picture from his work email. I did not reply. I don't know why he sent it to me. I don't know what he wants me to do with this or what kind of reaction he's looking for. I have no idea. Totally weird. Anyway, so all of that happened yesterday. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to resting today. 